You've heard it here first, folks. If you just reinstall, you'll get some shiny luck, I guess. Yep. Empirical data. You can't really argue with that, right? I mean, yeah. It's facts. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Attention all stranded Vikings. Remote raiding is almost here. Incense Day makes sense since slicing sunny sidewalk strolls for most of our days. Check out that board. Now that's a leader. Bundle up for the low, low price of one poker coin. <laughs> and more on this episode of GoCast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the GoCast podcast. It's April 14th. It's not a Tuesday evening, but a Wednesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. I know it's crazy. And that, the incredulous one, is my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Your first word this time wasn't hiya. It was what? I I know. (laughs) I feel like this episode might be chock full of a lot of what moments. So uh, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty thrilled. We have a ton of stuff to talk about this week on this episode. One of the reasons we waited a day is because there's plenty of exciting things to talk about today. The day of announcement, the 15th. Are you? Oh, I said April 14th. It's actually the 15th. I lied to you guys at the top of the show. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know what day it is anymore. We're all, we're all inside. It's, I'm it's literally in a basement. Day, but yes. Oh, really. there we go. That's correct. Yeah, that, that doesn't even mean anything anymore because we got that extension over here in the, <laughs> the US of A. So uh, anyway, there's tons of stuff to talk about. I'm really excited to get in there. Before we do, quick shout out to our brand new patron, Seth. Thank you so much for your support, your patronage, and we hope that you're enjoying the Discord and our Discord community already. Happy to have you. Thanks. Now, Mr. Kyle, you know, last week you and I set a few goals, and yeah, I was kind of optimistic about primarily my ability to shiny check this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting okay. ahead of myself. Do you want to go first? You know what? I'm going to go first this time because you always take the bullet, and it's my turn to be a team okay. player. Okay, let's hear it. My goals this past week were, first and foremost, to max pincer. I'm happy to announce that um, not five minutes before we sat down to record, I did max my shiny pincer. He's <laughs> 1511.9. Shiny pincer. Yeah, I was really excited. Max attack of 15. So, you know, when when megas, maybe <laughs> when megas, maybe uh, he'll be he'll be a contender. He's already maxed out. So goodbye, Stardust. Uh, the next thing was do at least 15 way spot reviews. I also finished this up before the show. And uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I'll let Kyle talk about his way spot experience and we'll compare and contrast after we've both had a chance to talk about it. And so that's two out of two so far. My last one was any event shiny. You know, I checked all the spawns around my house every day, multiple times. No luck. No luck this time. Just wasn't with me. Wasn't I understand that. That's fine. But oh, well. Mr. Kyle, how did, how did your week go? You want to know what your goals were? Sure. Okay, well, your first one was to max a Bennett. Okay, that did happen. Oh, that's Right good. before the that's, show. That's good. All right. 10-way spot reviews. Did you do that? Yeah, I did I did 11 or 12. Okay. Well, that's not 10, so that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. So, yeah, 10. Great, great, great. Technically, and you're then, right. Did you get a power-up into Spirit 2 or no? No. Mr. Kyle, Look, several okay. weeks in a row. Look, okay. I am at the lowest Stardust that I've ever seen on a not new account. Oh, how much do you have? Five. Five? Five. 
screenshot Singular. that right now. I Keep will send that. you. A, I will send it to you too. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> you need it. It's, it's, it's you're the backup. You're the backup I don't want proof. I, I just want documentation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's incredible. I'm so sorry. So Spiritum will have to wait till it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe next week you'll do it because he'll probably put it on your <laughs> list this week, and maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'll send you a text like two days before. Be like, hey, man. Did you, did you do any <laughs> just like one one qualifies just gotta do it once yeah <laughs> all right so let's back it up a little bit because we did promise ourselves we would do some waste spot reviews to kind of get an idea of our feeling on the system and i feel like we should talk about that right now because it seems pertinent and then we'll hop into the news what was your experience for 10 waste spots if i'm being honest it felt like homework and i'm way too old now and out of school to be like this is homework that's fair enough i kind of had this a similar experience <laughs> within the 10 to 12 that i was trying to oh i'm sorry not 10 to 12 15 to 17 i was trying to do right i saw one spot repeated three times oh which was kind of odd i kind of expected maybe once or twice just because you know in our local area or wherever the pool is they're picking from there can only be so many suggestions i suppose and if it's a good enough suggestion of course there will be multiples that makes sense yeah uh, but I wasn't expecting it three times in such a small sample size. In my experience, obviously very small sample size, all like eight of the 11 or, or 12, however many I did, were stop nominations for stuff that already had stops right next to it. Okay. Here's this baseball diamond in the park. Here's another stop related to this baseball diamond just 20 feet over. I'm like, guys... Come on. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. I think the system is really nice. I just, the process to me didn't, I, I didn't feel like fun, I guess. Um, I, yeah. I could see why some people like to do it though, especially yeah. if you come from an area that was already underdeveloped, you probably have more of a drive to see more areas developed, but it's not for me. Yeah, I, I don't think it's for me either. I did get a sense of fulfillment out of it. So I might go back every once in a while and do it. Um, I think I would get probably more of a kick out of it if I was actively nominating stops myself. Anyway, that was cool. We hadn't really dipped our toes in that before. So there's that. Our first impressions of Wayfair spot review, I suppose. So there we go. Uh, but let's hop into the news. Enough dilly dallying. <laughs> Our first piece of news here is something that kind of just like came and went really quick, like basically within the past week, because we didn't know about it before the show. And then it happened after the show and now it's over. But it was this go battle day with Merrill, but also part and parcel with that announcement was the announcement of something that we will talk about uh, the go battle league leaderboard. The leaderboard is available at PokemonGoLive.com, and then you can navigate to leaderboard. Okay, well, tell me more about this leaderboard, Chris. Well, I will. I've got lots of <laughs> notes. Don't you worry. The new leaderboard will show the top 500 players in the world based on the data from the previous day. Here's what you can expect from the feature. Shout out to Pokemon Go Hub for collecting all of this information together. Thank you. It will show the top 500 players in the world and their trainer nicknames, teams, ranks, rating, and total matches. Rankings are based on the previous day's in-game rating for trainers rank 7 and up. The leaderboard is scheduled to update between approximately 8 p.m. UTC and 10 p.m. UTC every day. Note that leaderboard updates may be delayed by things such as maintenance, which as a small note, hang on, actually, I'll come back to that. Trainers with active disciplinary action or inappropriate trainer nicknames will be excluded without prior <laughs> notice. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. 
really quick. Okay. I've been seeing so many people on Twitter whenever Niantic off of their Niantic account is like, hey, we're going to be closing Go Battle League for like an hour of maintenance or two hours of maintenance or whatever. Yes, there's lots of things that are buggy and laggy and there's lots of things to point fingers at and maybe even complain about with GBL right now. But server maintenance is a standard for any online game. Guys, chill out. Come uh, on. <laughs> I definitely agree. But in the player's defense, the maintenance is like every day or every other day. Right. I'm just saying that there just seems to be this surprise that it's happening in the first place. And again, like I said before, nobody's denying the fact that that the service is buggy right now, that GPL is going through a lot of stress right now. Everybody and their brother is playing it because that's what you can do inside comfortably right now until, of course, we discuss the things that are coming down the pipeline a little bit here. But server maintenance is pretty standard. Yeah, it is. It is. There's that. That leaderboard is up. It's live. You can go check it out right now. I've checked it a couple of times and. I'm not there, obviously, but uh, it's kind of interesting <laughs> to see sure? like the names. Yeah, I'm positive, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you, last competitive season, I was much more involved. Wow. I just checked it for the first time. The number one ranked player as of right now has less than half of the battles fought as basically everybody else on the list. Yep. Yep. They probably won every single one of those battles and they won a lot of them against people that were higher ranking. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Sure is. So go take a look at that. We'll have a link to it and the related article in our show notes as always. But the other half of this announcement, the Skull Battle Day, it was on Sunday, this past Sunday, that was April 12th. Features included, past tense, the more Go Battle League battles you win from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time during the event, the more chances you'll have to encounter Meryl. During this time frame, Meryl will appear as a guaranteed basic reward after your first and third wins. Use a premium battle pass and Meryl will appear after every win is a guaranteed premium reward. Trainers also receive two times catch Stardust for catching Meryl during this time period. In addition, all day on Gold Battle Day from 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m., that's midnight, uh, local time, you'll be able to complete 20 sets of Gold Battle League battles up from the regular five sets for a total of up to 100 battles. Now, Kyle. Yeah. This is awesome. There's one problem. It was during Master League. Yes, you hit it on the head, man. If this had happened during Great League, I would have been all over this. I would have I would have done tons of battles. Especially funny because Azumaro is kind of important to Great League, so it would have been a really good fit in that aspect. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people got a huge kick out of this event. A lot of people loved just grinding out all those 100 battles a lot of people were doing streaming marathons and stuff like that and that is cool personally not great league i don't want to do 100 battles of anything that's not great league i'm sorry I, I ultra league i'll give you a pass I'll, I'll crank out 20 ultra league sure but master league no no thanks Absolutely i'll pass not. yeah it's just not for me uh it is for somebody and I, again like i said lots of people love that event just not not for me personally but let's talk about the structure of the event you know let's filter out our, our dislike i guess of master league uh, from just kind of like a an objective point of view, how do you think that this event went? Do you think it was structured well? It's hard for me to actually say because I didn't get to partake in the event because of the Master League thing. Mm -hmm. On paper, I think it's a cool idea. It's a cool thing potentially going forward to do. And um, it's not mentioned, but Meryl was definitely boosted and could be shiny during this event, not just Azuril. 
it's good to like pick a Pokemon and then focus on it as a reward. And even the basic reward guaranteed after your first win, that's that's pretty great. Yeah. You don't even have to do that well in order to at least partake in some of the rewards. Exactly. And I think it was a one in 10 chance of it being shiny was the reported rate. I didn't look at any of the extra data. I just have heard that people caught a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I like shiny Merrill because he's green. (laughs) There I said it. I said the thing. (laughs) Um, Well, it's kind of a shame that you and I weren't really motivated to partake in it. I think, again, like you were kind of saying, it's hard for us to say because we didn't really invest a lot of time into it but aside from bug reports and just my general disinterest because of master league i did a few matches and stuff uh and it was you know the battling is it's as master league is going to go but i think the event is exciting i think with a couple of alterations this could be something that people get really excited about especially if it's during a great league rotation mm-hmm. yeah most definitely. They could do it for Skarmory or something. That'd be fun. Well, I think another thing is that this shiny, the the Meryl shiny, doesn't exist because of the, the baby Meryl, you know, Azurel was the shiny form until this point. It also gives it a sense of a better reward because it's something that didn't previously exist and that kind of thing. Uh, that is 100% true. And then I think, again, plus the, the application of it to PvP, it's very obviously associated with success in pvp zoom world so that makes sense but let's move on to some other good news here there is a new one pokecoin bundle available in the shop wherein such a better deal than last time let me just say uh it includes 30 pokeballs Woo! 20 great balls Woohoo! raspberries 15 of them sure and, and 20 pineapple berries cool 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 um, I'm down with that. I like getting 50 Pokeballs out of it, you know, I guess, you know, of differing types, but 30 Pokeballs and 20 Great Balls is pretty good. I'm down with that. Definitely worth one Pokecoin. Thoughts? What do you think? How do you feel about this? What's your emotive response to this one, Kyle? It's fine. Like, it's good. Nice. It's a it's a funny thing because the raspberries are a so- sort of an answer to legendaries and go battle league being harder to catch yeah a little bit a little bit yeah uh (laughs) yeah it's fine it's just fine it's just a better box than last time i think for sure they listened to people and were like okay maybe maybe some other stuff maybe not just a few ultra balls yeah (laughs) Uh, the next big thing we're going to talk about here for for news uh, is more at-home changes. There was a bunch of announcements today. We're going to kind of split them up between Gear Up and these last two pieces of news we're going to touch. But this one is about some new individualized gameplay measures as well as some quality of life changes. So the first thing is you'll receive a bonus field research task daily without having to spin a Pokestop. Thank goodness, Arceus. Rain blessings upon us. <laughs> At midnight every day, you'll receive a bonus task without having to spend a Pokestop. These tasks will be different from field research tasks you receive from Pokestops and will focus on activities that you can complete from home. If you don't have an open field research slot, then a fourth slot will open up to accommodate the bonus task for you. However, if all four field research slots are filled, you won't receive the bonus task. All right, put on your big brain pants, Mr. Kyle, and answer me this question. What do you think will happen to those of us that already have uh, like our, our stack and our research that's already taking up, you know, that pseudo fourth slot? Do you think we'll have five? Yes, I don't think that pseudo fourth slot will count because you can have three research slots 
obviously on top of that one. So, right. I'm just curious if because the code allows for that, if that's what they're referring to instead of them building a whole nother allowance. Right. We'll find so, out. I guess we will. If you're sitting on three plus a stack, what do you need the free one for? You got three that you can complete right there. Okay, good point. That's fair <laughs> enough. But what if it's like me and the only two tasks I had that I was sitting on were walk your buddy for three candies or whatever, and you just change the genesec and you have too much personal pride to change away from it, even though you can't go outside because it's quarantined right now. Um, delete the field research. Yeah, I did that today. <laughs> I did that today. But uh, speaking of buddies, as you run low on gifts, your buddy Pokemon will venture to nearby Pokestops and bring some gifts back for you to send out to your friends. Wahoo! More details. Gifts are an important way to stay in touch with friends and share items. Your buddy Pokemon wants to help you wherever it can, so it'll soon be able to bring gifts to you. As you run low on gifts, your buddy will start going to nearby Pokestops to get more for you. You'll see a notification above your buddy's portrait when it's returned with gifts in hand or paw a buddy of anybody level will be able to do this for you this is great yeah, this one is really bone great. to pick what yeah. if your buddy doesn't have any hands or paws then it'll use its mouth i guess or its uh back or its <laughs> telekinesis i don't know which pokemon in in, in particular are you referencing well spirit two man got no oh <laughs> look, look, you know what? I don't think Spirit Tomb is giving anybody any gifts. I'll tell you that. He might be taking gifts. He doesn't seem like a gift giving sort of. He does seem like a gift taking sort of guy. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but on to the quality of life changes. Uh, just an aside, Kyle, you're excited about that, right? I'm excited about that. Oh, it's yeah, it's, it's great. It's great, especially if it's frequent enough to like make an impact. Yeah, and that and the field research, I think they're great changes. But there's some other great changes coming down the pipeline as well. Some quality of life changes. You'll be able to power up your Pokemon to the desired CP by using all the required candies and Stardust at once. Oh, my God. Praise Arceus. Yes. Oh, my God. It only took four <laughs> years. <laughs> Four years for one of the most quality of life features ever. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. This makes our our personal lives a lot better, you know, oh. because we have this power up challenge going on. It's super easy now. Yes. Doesn't make the pain of the stardust going no. uh, any better, but yeah. But you oh, can well. do it in one click instead of 80 clicks. Yeah. The slow, arduous, painful. Oh, am I going to have enough stardust? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, speaking of Stardust, if you're out there doing a grinding session so you can power up all your Pokemon at one click now, I guess one per Pokemon, here's the next one. After using a Star Piece, Lucky Egg, or Incense, you'll be able to use more of the same item to extend the item's effect beyond the usual 30-minute limit. No more waiting for an item effect to expire before you can use another one. Small caveat, the original text, I think, said you can use up to 200 of them at once. <laughs> okay. While that's hilarious, it's also untrue. You can't do it. It'll max out at 24 hours. So you yeah. can keep reapplying, but <laughs> that's the limit. The upper limit is 24 hours. He's going to pop 200 someone, star pieces. Someone would have done it. Who, someone many, would have done it. How many? That's 100 half hours, right? Or it's 100 yep. hours. It's 100 hours. It's 200 half hours. So it's 100 hours. So you're looking at like a week's worth of just straight star, <laughs> star piece. Buff. 
hope they and have it, a lot of Pokeballs. And it doesn't like turn off and turn back on when you log off and log back in. You're just wasting all that Stardust oh, yeah. time oh, while yeah. you're sleeping. Oh, man, don't do that. Ugh. The next thing is battle screens have been polished. The way HP bars appear will be updated to be consistent across battle systems. Pokemon types will also now appear on the battle screen, along with text that tells you whether a move is super effective or not very effective at all. Now, this this leaves me a question. Is this for raids? Because usually they, they preface if it's for Go Battle League or not. I think because they say battle screens have been polished, the way HP bars appear will be updated to be consistent across battle systems. I think that's what they mean between raids and PVP's battle systems. But that's only that's only HP. So that's why I was just curious about the super effective. Well, they also say uh, uh, the Pokemon types will now also appear on the battle screen along with text. I think the term battle screen... Well, yeah, I mean, you could you could also say battle screens here and it would make sense. But if you say battle screen, it makes sense because they're referencing the battle screen, right? That well, they like had earlier battle screen. Ra- well, they, ra- ba- well, they established. Ra- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying that a raid battle screen is different than a PVP battle screen. And it's like it it's is kind of an important distinction. Um, I think they would have differentiated if it was coming to one, but not the other. I think it's safe to assume that across the battle screens, across battle systems, that we're going to see the super effective and not very effective stuff in both. Okay. Watch may be dead wrong, Kyle. (laughs) We'll see. I personally think it's only raid and gym battles, but we're going to see. Okay. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, The last thing, the shop icon in the Pokeball menu will soon show a notification if there are updated boxes or new items in the shop. Nice. Quality of life. Yahoo. Good. All knowing there's new stuff in there. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, And then the last piece of news, we're moving on from the quality of life changes. There's something new. There's a new event. What? A new event? That's going to be crazy. Gosh, I wish Niantic would stop having us go outside, except they're not. This event is genius. I'm into this. When is it happening? Sunday, April 19th, 2020. This the four days from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. What is it? It's incense day, y'all. What's incense day? Well, Let's see if you can't figure it out from these features we're about to list. Features include incense will attract more centret for the duration of the event. Roll credits. That's it. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> How mad would people uh, be? <laughs> uh, so incense will attract more centret for the duration of the event, but also an event exclusive one Pokecoin bundle featuring three incense will be available to pick up in the shop. That's cool. Incense will attract a different type of Pokemon every hour of the event here's the typings from 11 to noon water spawns noon to one fire spawns one to two grass two to three psychic three to four the best hour bug baby and four to five will feature ground spawns to really just trip at the finish line you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) we also have an idea of the pokemon that will be spawning on incense for water types, you're looking at Poliwag, Tentacle, and Sfeel. And if you're incredibly lucky, trainers, Clam Pearl as well. They said this in every phrase. I love it. I'm going to say oh it every God. time here as well. Oh my God. For Fire, Growlithe, Ponyta, and Houndour. And if you're incredibly lucky, trainers, Litwick. <laughs> 
Go take for, off my headset now. Go ahead. For grass, Oddish. You don't have to catch that one. That's fine. I, I'll think more of you if you don't. Uh, Roselia and Lilip. And if you're incredibly lucky, trainers, because we haven't had enough. Pharaseed. <laughs> oh okay. For Psychic, Slowpoke, Baltoy, and Bronzor. And if you're incredibly lucky, trainers, Gathita. Gathita. Oh, boy. Yes, I didn't see any of those the last event, did you? Yeah, I saw two. <laughs> I was joking. I was drowning them. I saw them all over the place. Uh, for Bug, Caterpie, Lediba, and Skaroopy. And if you're incredible locker trainers, Joltik. I'm excited about that one. I love Joltik a bunch. And who who couldn't use another Galvantula in their life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, one. you don't have one yet? No, I've only found two Joltik ever. <sighs> Kyle, 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 Kyle. That's yeah. fair enough. All right, the last hour. You ready? I like this spread a lot. For ground typing, Whooper, Barboach, Hippopotas. And if you're incredibly lucky, trainers, Drillbur. <laughs> hey, I need Drillbur still. It's looking like a very interesting spread of Pokemon. Uh, and of course, again, it, it bears mentioning across the entire event, the elusive Sentret. <laughs> Will be spawning everywhere. It can be shiny, you know. It can be it's shiny. got some value, and the shiny is pretty rad. It's pretty. So good. I will, it's I will give good. it that. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm blowing smoke a little bit here, but this event is really rad. It's, it's a brand new way of them changing and and messing with one of the mechanics. The mechanics being incense spawns, and uh, this literally is like one of the things we talked about being a cool idea that they could do, right? And when we were having these open brainstorming discussions the past couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like having sense attract other things that aren't really from your biome. Well, this is just every type everywhere. This is great. I agree. I think it's good for the most part. <laughs> Pharaoh seeds a strange decision, but, you know, the rest are good. I guess yeah. it, I think it's going to really boil down to waiting for the event to happen because if they actually meet if you're incredibly lucky then this is actually kind of not great yeah what's funny is that in the writing all of them said if you're incredibly lucky trainers except for one of them it just said if you're lucky trainers so i wonder if that one's gonna <laughs> have i think it was drillbur i wonder if drillbur's gonna spawn more than the other ones but <laughs> yeah like if if i see like one spawn for the whole hour i'm gonna be like well this was lackluster you just weren't incredibly lucky trainer uh clearly clearly uh-huh. or maybe i yeah. was because i did encounter one fair enough but I, I think this is pretty rad i'm excited to see what they do with this sort of methodology for event making in the future cool and uh, that should be it for the news section i think yeah that covers just about everything there uh but there is one more thing that's kind of newsy that we talked into the gear up section because it's a whole new system that everybody needs to learn but i'm getting ahead of myself and of and of kyle it's his section Let's get into Gear Up. So speaking of Gear Up, we have some more news to share for you. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Remote rating information has been released, and I'm sure it will be released very shortly. All this information is taken from a GoHub article, which is in turn more or less taken directly from the Pokemon Go Live posting about this, just taken in a more readable format. In order to do remote raids, you need a remote raid pass. Only one remote raid pass will be required to join each raid, and you'll be able to hold a limited amount of remote raid passes at a time. If you're holding a remote raid pass, you'll be able to join any raid battle you see on the nearby screen or that you can tap on the map. 20 trainers can join the same raid battle with a limited number of trainers using a remote raid pass. 
You can get a remote raid pass from the in-game store. At launch, trainers battling in raids remotely will have the same attack power as trainers who are able to battle at the raid location in person. Over time, the attack power for trainers battling remotely will be reduced. Niantic will be making adjustments to this feature over time, including changes to the number of trainers who can join remotely, the ability to invite friends to raids regardless of their location, and the mentioned adjustment to attack power for trainers battling in a raid remotely. Lastly, keep a lookout for a one PokeCoin bundle that will feature remote raid passes (gasps) coming soon. At launch, remote raid passes will be available to buy individually at the special discounted price of 100 poker coins. Special discounted price. So there's a lot to unpack there. We're going to back up. First off, the thing that caught my attention was limited amount of passes. I'm curious how many people are are surprised by this and how many people like saw this kind of change coming. Because I personally think it's, it's perfectly understandable and the logic makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. And the logic being that they don't want people to be able to stockpile these because once everything is said and done, they are going to want this to go away. Right. But so hmm, this move kind of solidifies in your mind that they do want this to go away. You don't think that considering the fact that they're going to change the damage that remote raiders are doing down, you don't think that that is going to stay in place because of that? No, I don't. I I think that system is going to be so that once people are more comfortable with remote rating for however long this is going to be around, people will not be able to comfortably solo or short man stuff like they could in person. They want to make it require more passes, basically. They're kind of, it's a slightly negative way of looking at it, but they're looking to take more money from people doing raids at home because they can, I guess. Yeah, so you can attempt these things now. You can probably solo like through tier two, maybe. You might be able to do a couple of the tier threes per chance. They might be more difficult. But like soloing a tier four will be right right out just not doable. Mm-hmm. But like, and even you might not even be able to two-man them if the attack power is significant, for example. Okay, I'm on board. I understand. But if they, man, I don't know. If they, if they found some way to keep this around, it would help out a very large demographic, I think. Maybe, but I think the next point's actually going to address that, and it's limited to gyms nearby. Chris, how many gyms can you see on your app right now? Where Zero. You, where you live? Okay. I can see two. Well, okay. So Eat the rich, Kyle. <laughs> I'm coming over. I'm hungry. And so, and you know, we know some people who can see like 10 literally from their, their be- bedroom window. Yep. So, well, this system is positive. It's an awesome change. It's not the be all end all that everybody is hoping for yet. So even without the limited damage, your options for doing raids are limited. Even if you can see a gym nearby, there's no telling how many people in the nearby houses also play Pokemon Go unless you're very in tune with your neighborhood, for example. But they did say in the official statement they are looking to let people invite their friends to do raids with them, in which case that's really exciting if that will be like a global or whatever type of thing. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be limited behind a friendship level or something. It, I mean, it definitely will. They may just make it great, though, for now. And then if this system stays around, maybe they'll make it a best friend tier thing. I could see that happening if this stays. I'm firmly, 
firmly in the camp it will not under any form but okay well i I will maintain the other side just for the sake of this show (laughs) but overall this is great it's more or less exactly what i thought was gonna happen in this vein i didn't actually think it was gonna be a, a limited battle pass but you know what are you going to do, right? It makes the most sense. That system's already in place, right? So to just have a different trigger under a different name that allows you to do it in a different way makes sense to me. You know, instead of building a whole new system, like a whole new lobby system or whatever. Yeah. It also is definitely a way for them to control this without going out of control. If they didn't put the limit, people would buy 500 of these to use over the course of a summer, maybe. Right. And then this also allows them to, instead of them just being all raid passes and they just allow the range at which you can interact with gyms to whatever you can see, instead of doing that, they can also price gate the new remote passes, control it in that way too. And it's also easier for them to gauge interest, right? Is this is this going to be a very popular thing? Of course it is right now, but if there's a holdover to when people are allowed to go back outside and remote rating is still in place, how popular does it stay, you know, from mm-hmm. an analytic standpoint? I'm sure they're going to get, I'm sure I'm positive that the analysts at Niantic are like, this is their silver lining to the whole situation going on in the world, right? Because Niantic is pivoting so much and they're so good at documentation. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're getting tons of interesting data. The analysts are probably like exploding every other day as they try and take new information of people trying to play from home and how they can adjust the game for them. Yeah, it's it's fascinating from a from an outside perspective, but I'm sure it's just absolutely incredible on the inside. So final thoughts on this for you, Chris, what do you think of the current iteration? Um, okay, yeah. So I, I just kind of went off on a tangent about data collection. But <laughs> if, if, if that wasn't telling, if you know me, if you've listened to several episodes of the show, you know that that means I'm excited about this. I'm ecstatic about being able to remotely raid from home. I'm going to have to rely on some of my friends to get me into said raids because I can't see a gym from my house. But I'm excited to have the opportunity to do that. I miss raiding. I really do. It's one of the things I like to do the most in this game, and I haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand that. I'm really excited for this to do some more like three-star raids and stuff. I don't particularly care for the legendaries outside of Dex Fillers right now. Doing three-star raids is pretty much my favorite thing to do outside of like socializing with Pokemon Go. So it's been sad not being able to do any. Our favorite things that we've done together has included both of those. So, <laughs> yep. All right, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for explaining that system, because I definitely didn't quite understand the nuances until you laid it out there for me. So thanks. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about some other Pokemon in the Pokalore right now. We're going to, of course, be talking about Azuril, the Polka Dot Pokemon, Meryl, the Aqua Mouse Pokemon, and Azumarill, the Aqua Rabbit Pokemon, because that's how that works, I guess. Starting with Azuril. Azuril is a round blue mouse Pokemon. It has circular ears with pink insides. There are two white dots on its cheeks and it has black eyes. Its thin black zigzagging tail has a large blue ball at the end. The ball is bouncy and packed with nutrients and needs to be able to grow. The ball can also be used as a flotation device. It can be seen bouncing and playing on this rubbery tail. The tail can also be spun around like a lasso. (laughs) When the tail is thrown, the body can go as far as 33 feet or 10 meters 
for you un-Americans out there, three, dude, how long of a tail is this? <laughs> no, no, it like it like builds up momentum and then it throws it so its body is so light that it follows the tail. That's just incredible. It's hilarious. Okay. It's a That's great pretty visual. nuts. That's pretty nuts. So it can like throw itself up a mountain? Yeah. That's awesome. It uses its tail for fighting opponents bigger than itself and it lives at the water's edge. All right. All right, we got before we go forward, we have to pause because it's tradition. Blue mouse Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. It's not mouse like this time. It's just a mouse. It's a mouse. It Has is. anyone seen Azuril? Definitely not even close to looking like a mouse. It looks more like a like an animal that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just a ball. It's not <laughs> it's even a ball. Okay. anyways, a you cutie. can continue, but it's That's not a true. mouse. Okay, that one bothers me a lot less than fish like does for whatever reason. Maybe it's the phobia of fish that I have in real life. Maybe that's it. I'm just particularly touchy. Could be. Um, but Meryl. Meryl is a small blue bipedal Pokemon. It has a nearly spherical shape with a white belly and has round ears with red insides. These sensitive ears can detect distant sounds. Its arms and feet are short and possess no visible digits. Cutie. <laughs> There is a blue bubble-like ball at the tip of its zigzagging black tail. The tail is flexible and configured to stretch, and the ball is full of oil. The oil is lighter than water and keeps Meryl afloat in the water, like a buoy. In the anime, Meryl was shown to be able to bounce on its tail. Meryl is able to swim in strong water currents without being slowed down by the water's resistance due to its water-repellent fur. Meryl feeds on aquatic plants in addition to fishing for food. When it dives, its tail can be seen bobbing on the water's surface. It will anchor its tail around a tree when fishing at the edge of a fast-moving stream, and it lives at the water's edge. Uh, and lastly is Azumarill. Azumarill is a blue bipedal Pokemon that has an ovoid-shaped body. <laughs> it, couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't just be egg. It couldn't Oval be egg-shaped body. Egg-shaped ovoid. <laughs> We're trying to avoid some simple descriptors. The lower <laughs> half of its body is white with a white bubble-like pattern above it, which helps to camouflage it in water. It has elongated rabbit-like ears with red insides and circular eyes. When in the water, it rolls up its ears to prevent the insides from becoming wet. Oh, that's adorable. Its arms and feet are short with rounded ends and no discernible digits because they just got these like little pudgy little stumpy things. It's just too much. It has a black zigzagging tail with a blue bubble-like tip. The tip of its tail tends to glow when it attacks or when it is excited. Zoomerl has highly developed hearing that allows it to hear distances, even when it is underwater. I think they mean vast distances. Uh, by keeping still and listening carefully, <laughs> it can identify prey even in wild, fast-moving rivers. Ooh, it's like the shark, but with smelling blood except with sounds. I like that. If Azumarill spots a drowning Pokemon, it will make a balloon out of air to help them breathe. It lives in rivers and lakes and can live in the water all day long. Without getting, like, shriveled up or pruned? Probably not. I don't think so. I, don't, I just don't. I, just, I don't think so. Yeah. So, uh, you know, confirmed here, there was a crossover with um, Sonic the Hedgehog games from the underwater levels. Zoomerill is actually the one creating those little air bubbles. For Sonic can live. <laughs> there's the crossover. See, there's your evidence right there. Makes sense. Uh, 
<laughs> but okay, it's a cool Pokemon. All three forms of the Pokemon have great descriptions in the Pokedex. They're adorable. They're cute. People love them. Blue Kachu, absolutely. Pika Blue, isn't that what Zoe said? I think. Pika Whatever. Pika Blue, I think. Um, but is it any good? Is Azumarill any good? Well, we already know the answer PvP wise, but some of the stats might actually surprise you. I kind of forgot that. Generally speaking, <laughs> the stats are not that impressive. Max CP, 1588. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's almost max level when it's at 1500, y'all. Like, chill out. 112 attack, 152 defense. <laughs> not good. But a whopping 225 stamina? Yeah. It's yep. like in the top, it's, like, 30 Pokemon for stamina. It's a tanky boy. Sure is. Best move set. <laughs> <laughs> For PvE, Bubble, Hydro Pump, and Ice Beam or Play Rough, depending on what's what's more important. The reason you want to bring Hydro Pump and why Ice Beam is now optional for the type coverage is because they're not going to shield the Hydro Pump. And so, therefore, you'll actually get use out of it <laughs> in appropriate settings. Okay? In PvP, you know exactly what I'm going to say. Bubble... Hydro Pump and or Ice Beam and or Play Rough. You really got to kit this guy out. Uh, any three of the charge attacks, I will go on record and say that any three of them are fine. Personally, I would leverage Ice Beam over Hydro Pump every single time. We've covered this extensively. <laughs> I think I think we can agree that Play Rough is mandatory, though. Play Rough is is mandatory, yes. It kind of depends on this if it's like a self-cup situation. It yeah. might not be appropriate, but Play Rough hits hard. It yeah, does. And just the fairy type, fairy type is really good yeah. overall. And it's the move you want to rely on for the mirror match. So, yep. That's it for the Azuril line. I hope you guys learned something new about everybody's favorite blue rabbit. Uh, I know I didn't because I'm a fan. <laughs> I already knew all this. <laughs> Mostly about Ice Beam. Don't, just, just don't at me, okay? Just don't at me. Let's move into the Poke Poll. Last week's question was, what's one thing you are happiest with and one thing you are most frustrated by currently in Pokemon Go? I want to say before we start reading responses, I'm so proud of you, larger community. Everybody had like such a straight, cogent answer. Nobody was just like, this stinks or whatever. Everybody's pretty constructive, so... Good on y'all. Thank you. Julius wrote in and said, I'm happy with PvP because I got a Landorus. Angry with often running out of Pokeballs. And it's also even more frustrating when I encounter a rare Pokemon with no Pokeballs. I always dread seeing a Miltank or something rare and then seeing a zero next to the Pokeballs. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. That doesn't feel good at all. It's not a shiny. You're okay, though. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, at least a couple people have been there. <laughs> hopefully, you were able to get a a hand on you know one poke coin, able to pick up this box and and get you a little bit further there, Julius. John said, "Happiest with the innovations that keep the game fresh, especially now." John, I totally agree with you. Biggest frustration has been the lack of access to communicate with your friend list. Prompt them to open a gift or arrange a raid slash trade. A raid timetable would be great for getting enough players together for a certain difficulty raid. Yes. Yes, <clears> this plugs four star. <laughs> this plugs right into what we were just talking about before. John, you're ahead of the curve, man. 100% agree. <laughs> Kevin said, happiest with the current spawn rate. It's fantastic to turn the game on and almost always see more than one Pokemon no matter where you are. Frustrated with Go Battle League. Unless I'm connected to top-notch Wi-Fi, I have nothing but weak connection, which has cost me every single match. When I do have good Wi-Fi, it's always a close battle, but I tend to fare pretty well. 
Yeah, that's a fair complaint to have right now for sure. Agreed. There's not a lot that we can do about that, I guess, currently. I, I, I mean, it, you think that most of those problems are just coming from stress, right? Like a lot of people are playing it, so there's a lot of lag. Maybe, but a lot of these issues started before the whole shutdown, quarantining, people staying home when the That's first true. system first started. So... That's really true. Yeah. It's nice to know they're working on it, but it would also be kind of nice to see like a bug list somewhere that had like statuses on it that we could keep a track of as like a larger community. Yeah. I think. But yeah. Sea uh, Princess said, happy with Wayfarer is finally working great. The backlog is cleared out. So many new stops and gyms. All right. Happy for you. Not happy with GBL forcing us to battle in a league we don't have resources for. Ah. We should be able to battle in all three leagues at the same time. Let us choose where we will do best. 100% agreed. Yeah. Yep. You know what? It's not even like I'm doing. It's not like I'm doing goal battle league and doing less on ultra and master league rotations. I'm just not playing during those times. Yeah. I. I don't think it would be that big a deal, and I would do it if it was a separate ranking, separate statistic. Like a separate leaderboard for Great League, a separate leaderboard for Ultra League, and a separate leaderboard for Master League? Yeah, and every two okay. weeks, it, it changed your ranking over to that, and you started building that or whatever. Didn't reset it. It just changes it to a different like tab, basically. Okay. Yeah. I would, And one of them's active at a time, sure. Yes. I would be much more compelled, it, at the very least, to lose in Master League. And not worry about like tanking, ranking when I don't want to do that. I want to have compelling great league battles. I don't want to steamroll people, but that's what's going to happen if I do great or do master league. I do want to say really quick, though, that dear listener, if you're the sort of person that loves ultra and master league, please send us an email convincing us that we're wrong because I want to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, we'll have I the want argument. To be wrong. We'll totally not. Well, I'll, I'll totally take whatever side is necessary. We won't beat it down that it's wrong. Although you're wrong. Great league is far superior, but it's okay. Anyway, Benny wrote in, said, most frustrated with Go Battle League lag. Yep, that's, that's a common one. Can, mm-hmm. I can relate. Happiest with all the changes they've made to allow playing anywhere. Absolutely. Just the, the, the work that Niantic has done to be able to stay relevant and stay current has been fantastic. Yeah, especially in these trying, crazy times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one's from Coach Kev. Most happiest with the walking requirement being temporarily removed for Go Battle League. Most frustrating thing is they are still having lag issues during GBL. Yep. Yep. Seems yeah. <laughs> kind of across the board. <laughs> I'm happy that people are consistently upset with just this one thing and they're not reporting multiple things. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trent said, most frustrated with, I need more space because I'm weak and lazy and also I want to go and also I want go to home functionality already. That being being able to transfer from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home. Yeah. He just wants to do it to save space. He's just going to transfer so. them for infinite storage. We see you, Trent. We see you. You're not being any any more proactive. It's just as lazy. Happiest, he said, with half egg hatch distance for those times when I do get to hatch them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's making the the passive eggs in the background when I'm walking around the house actually hatch, which is nice. It's my favorite passive aspect of this game is hatching them eggs, man. Still find a way to do it inside. Let's do it. This week's Poke Poll, you've been recruited by the Pokemon League to serve as an Elite Four member. 
What type do you specialize in and what team of six do you have? Bonus points for a backstory. All right, Chris, what's what's your answer? Okay, are you ready? I'm so excited to share this. All right. Can Wait, you... quick. Hang on. Okay. Can anybody, can anybody at home guess <laughs> the themes for either of our teams? I will I will give you 10 seconds. Go. Your time's up. I'm sorry. It wasn't It's ground type. I'm joking. It's not ground <laughs> type. And it's definitely not rock type. I'll tell you that. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's going to be bug type. Wow. What? Bug type? Yeah, bug type. You heard what I said. Absolutely. So my team consists of, I'll get to my backstory in a moment. It's important to know my team first because it's pertinent to the story. Oh, no. Okay. First and foremost, I will lead with a Caesar because everybody gets an easy one. They're going to probably expect it. And, and that's fine. Give the people what they want because there's more surprises later on. Second one is a pincer, which I do intend to mega evolve during battle. <laughs> okay. Uh, a, gal- a Galvantula because it's just really good type coverage and also like I just love that Pokemon's design so much. I've already gushed about it this episode, but there's always room for two times of gushing for Galvantula. A Scavalier for more type coverage. I know it is just like the Steel Bug, but they wouldn't expect me to have two Steel Bug, would they? No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Except here we go, number three, Genesect. <laughs> so all the Steel Bugs. If if they were expecting two steel bugs, which let's be honest, okay, fine, fair enough, they wouldn't expect the third one. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be prepared. They would just be out of luck. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my last one, my trusty partner since day one, my first Pokemon ever, a male Combi. <laughs> a male Combi is my cherry on top. He's he's max level. No. He's my he's my best guy. He's the best, right? So my backstory all is all he knows is tackle and string shot. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's all you need to get by in life, man. You just need a little bit of a little bit of damage, a little bit of stats. You're fine. You're fine. So my backstory is is that when I went to my professor to get my first Pokemon, he was all out. You know, he <laughs> had just given it to the rest of the kids in the town. He's like, here's a Pokeball, just go catch something. And I just run into a male combi. Just like I'm walking out, and this male combi just like flies on. I'm like, oh, there, there he is. It's my buddy. Not knowing because I'm a dumb kid, I guess. I, I'm, personally, I was a dumb kid. So this is something I would do. Uh, I just caught this male combi. I'm like, I'm going to train you and you're going to be the strongest. I had no idea it couldn't evolve. <laughs> and, and here we are through my rigorous training this male combi i i got so good at training because i thought i wasn't even getting the bare minimum of an evolution but no he was already at his max evolution because the male combi's perfect <laughs> he's perfect <laughs> that's it come come find me in the elite <sighs> four trainer <laughs> I, I like to imagine that you're also an elite four in a pokemon world that's set around a volcano or something so there's a lot of fire types <laughs> just <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah just, just like, to make that extra good like you know how hoen is all water type basically it's it's just it essentially it makes yeah sense yeah <laughs> or they walk into like my stadium and it's a bunch of water or something it looks like a water type stadium just to throw them off <laughs> yeah just <laughs> What about you, Kyle? What typing? Oh, is it going to be um, grass type? It's it's no, it's it's going to be steel. But <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I'm joking. Oh, jeez. I thought about it though, and then I'm just like, I don't know enough about steel types to be able to do this in a timely fashion. So that's right, man. You, you go with what you know because it's it's always what I like, and it's ghost type. It's got to be ghost type. Woo! 
It's going to open with Rotom Wash, who's not in Pokemon Go yet, but it's coming eventually once Niantic figures out how to do it. And it's just Rotom Wash is a hilarious Pokemon. What's their not to want? It's a it's it's uh, <laughs> it's not technically ghost type. That's the biggest one. It's electric water. So catches people off guard right there. Is he? Is it qualified for your team then? Hey, it's, it's thematically. It's a ghost yeah. that has possessed electric. Okay. Hey, if, if Lance can have uh, Charizards, then yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. See? Next up is Alolan Marowak. That fire type coverage. Then Frostlass. Just because there's, there's, there's got to be some beauty on this team of really ugly dead things. Next, you can't, you can't leave out Gengar on a ghost team because... If we're in a world that can Mega Evolve or Gigantamax, you've got to have one. There's Gengar. Gigantamax is ridiculous looking. It's amazing. Bouncy house of cave of wonder. (laughs) Next is Jellicent for when they thought that I was out of water types. And lastly, Aegislash for that actual steel typing that I was mentioning there. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I see. So was that why you were thinking about pivoting to steel because you could still have Aegislash? No, I was thinking because like, has there been a steel Elite Four? I'm not sure. I don't remember. That would be interesting. And then I'm like, oh, geez, they're all like just so weak to fire. There's no one who who breaks the resistance. So if I'm going to go with something so weak to something, might as well be ghosts. Someone's going to bring a dark type. And no steel rock types. If you have anything with a ground type move, those things are just done. Yeah. My character doesn't have a fun backstory. I'm sorry to to break it to everybody. What? How did you meet your Gengar? What was your starting Pokemon on your team? No, Which I, one? I like to think that the character did not get a Pokemon from a professor. It found a Rotom not possessing anything while it was exploring around the edges of town. And they just became best buds. And the Rotom took a liking to the family washing machine. And that's just what they had to deal with. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> I like the idea of you having a friend and then it just takes over your fridge. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. It sounds like college all over again. But <laughs> anyway, thanks, Kyle. If you or dear listener have an answer to this very fun question, uh, you've been recruited by the Pokemon League to serve as an Elite Four member. What type do you specialize in and what team of six do you have? Bonus points for a backstory. And bonus bonus points, by the way, if they're hilarious. Please, 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 <laughs> please do that. You can answer that question we post in the social media, such as Facebook and or Twitter, or if you're a patron in our Discord. More about that at the end of the show. Or you can leave us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. That phone number will be in our show notes. Or, of course, the most direct way, I suppose, would be to send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com and speaking of emails email emails email this first email is from seth hey chris and kyle hey seth hey after having an incredible start to march 19 shinies in 23 days whoa i ended the month and started april on a more sour notes by not catching a single shiny during the last two events oof man it got me thinking about how much shiny luck can swing and i decided to look back at all the shinies i've caught by doing so i realized that on five different occasions in the past year i've caught three different full-eyed wild shinies in a single day Whoa. What was your luckiest shiny day, uh, excluding community days, go fests, safari zones, and other such boosted shiny rate events? Keep up with the good work, Seth. 
Okay. Well, Kyle, can you maybe conjure up a memory of a singular event where you might have caught several shinies that weren't boosted? I I do, actually. Okay. When Gen 5 came out, I went to go to the Oshwat nest that was nearby. It was still really nice outside. And I'm just sitting at this park, and I got three shinies almost back-to-back. Shiny Swablu and two shiny Lillipups. Just like within 10 Pokemon. I still haven't found a Lillipup. Maybe I'll trade you one of them for for something. For what? What do you what do I have that you want? I don't know. We'll figure it out. And we'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) For me, I don't really seem to have a lot of shiny luck outside of events. Just kind of scrolling back through this. I used to have really good shiny luck back in the day. Like last year I was pulling in. You know, Swablu's left and right. Okay, I will say my one particular Pokemon that I have lots of shiny luck with is Roselia. <laughs> Good. I was going to remind you if you didn't remember. Yeah, Roselia is like the one Pokemon. I know we talk. I <laughs> I do a lot of bluster about shiny Plusle, uh, but but shiny Roselia. I've had like five or six of them, and I've never looked shiny. for them. It's a great shiny, and that's why I'm not upset about it. 100%. That's that's completely correct. Anyway, thank you, Seth, for your email. Really appreciate it. Next email is from Holden. He said, hey, you guys, big fan. I'm curious, what's the angriest slash most annoyed you've ever gotten with the game? Well, why, don't we, why don't we pause and answer that before he gives his own annoyance? What do you think, Chris? For me, the most annoyed or frustrated I've been with the game, let's... Hmm. You know, I just brought it up. I think that's a good that's a good one. But the shiny plusle really just like <laughs> ground my gears for whatever reason. I have no reason to dislike shiny plusle. I think it's because it was disproportionate to the amount of minings that I got during that go fest. I think that's why. But I was I was so frustrated every single time I got another shiny plusle. I was just so done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably more fun than it is actually frustrating. But I've never been like angry at the game. Really, I don't think mine's also a little bit fun, but it's it's definitely frustrating for me because it's also funny shiny aaron i'm tired of it i'm tired of it they've every single one has been full ads i don't think they've ever been boosted i've got five of them and three of them have been gotten when i'm trying to get something else like one of them was when we were walking to the bar for the maripa last go fest i just hatched an egg it was an aaron i'm like are you kidding me really Oh, by the way, so, I think they were boosted during Adventure Week. I mean, I don't. I, I have to actually go back and check when I got them all. All I'm I know sure. is every time I see an Aaron, I'm like, you better not be shiny. You've definitely gotten them outside of Adventure Week because I've been there for you to be like, collapse to the floor. Yeah. Why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they they have all been stretched out. They've been like one here, one there, one here. So it, it was never at one time, and it's just like, oh my gosh, please stop. Yeah, jeez. But for Holden's answer. From recent memory, mine would be Rhyhorn Community Day. My fiance and I went out, and after two hours, she had 14 shinies, and I somehow had zero. Oh, my gosh. I had clicked on every single Rhyhorn there was downtown and got so upset I went home, laid down for a while, and grabbed my phone and went back by myself because I was so upset. I deleted the app thinking it was something with my app not updating, and during the last 40 minutes, I had... 12 shinies oh my gosh thanks guys oh my god that (laughs) okay well hey if it works for you (laughs) yeah that's fine you heard it here first folks if you just reinstall you'll get some shiny luck i guess yep empirical data you can't really argue with that right i mean yeah it's facts 
<laughs> this text from Jonathan. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Thanks for keeping the podcast coming. You got it. We don't know what else to do with ourselves. At least I know when it's Friday or thereabouts. Okay, shots fired. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had an hour or so to play before that major storm got to us on Monday. In between the five Baneri that were surrounding me, I spotted a Joltik, a very high CP, weather boosted Joltik. So I caught it and now have a level 35 three-star Galvantula. I immediately thought of Chris and his bug quest and hope he has similar luck. Well, thank you. After realizing I don't have either a bug or a ghost maxed out, I decided to max one out of each in solidarity. Nice. I'll max out the Gavantula and a level 32 Chandelier that I've been slowly leveling up. I'll let you know when I'm done. Have a great week, Jonathan. No, Sweet. you have a great week, Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> it's nice to know somebody else is suffering just as much as we are. The Chandelure is a good max. I don't know if yeah. we're going to use the Galvantula for anything, but it's basically yeah, it's, there. It's great. It's, it's a great Pokemon, though. It doesn't matter. It's Might fun. as well. But thanks for the email, Jonathan. Grayson wrote in, said, hey, GoCast. I'm a level 36 player with 800,000 Stardust. Two weeks ago, I got a shiny Aerodactyl and a shiny Croagunk. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's a great week. I have a question. What is your favorite shiny? Mine is shiny Venipede. Keep up the good work, Grayson. Hmm. So it doesn't have to be a shiny that's currently in Pokemon Go then. It can be any shiny. Okay. Yikes. I'm going to limit my answers to the ones that are currently in Pokemon Go because those are the ones that I'm very familiar with now. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite shiny currently in Pokemon Go. You know, it's kind of a toss up, but I kind of want to say shiny Vaporeon because it's bright pink. Shiny Aerodactyl is up there, too. There is there is some love there for the bright pink shinies. Sure is. Kyogre. Done. Got it. God dang it, Chris. You can have Whalmer. That's fine. <laughs> I don't want Whalmer. I don't want Whalmer. Um, Do you want Kyogre? I'll take Whalmer. I mean, That's Kyogre... Fine. Kyogre is also my answer in terms of <laughs> Pokemon Go shinies. Just it's so good. I love it. It's huge. It is yeah. literally the pink whale in the room. It is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The the preeminent pink whale. Yeah. In terms of Pokemon that aren't in Pokemon Go, sort of shiny Mega Gengar is my favorite shiny. For those who don't know, Gengar changes from being slightly darker to a pale, pale pink when it mega evolves. And like that's it's basically white. Yeah, it's it's basically white. There's just like an undertone of pink and it's 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 great. It's fantastic for the Pokemon. It's really sharp looking. Yeah. Thanks for the email, Grayson. Appreciate that. Uh, the last email is from Jackson. All right. He has a question this week. I'm so excited. Okay. Hey, guys. And anyone guessing on the show? Haha, <laughs> not this time. Maybe next time. My answer to the Pokepole is the thing that frustrates me is the fact that Niantic hasn't made the spawns for the events that great. Yes, we were talking about that last week, too. When we weren't on quarantine and we needed a rare mon like Litwick, there would be one somewhere. But now you just have to hope that a Stunfisk shows up near you. The thing that I'm happy about is that Niantic is really adapting to it. The three things of Niantic, I don't remember what they are. I think it's exercise, exploration, and socializing or something like that. Yeah, something close to that. Yeah. They're saying Pokemon Go is a game about that, but sometimes you should just stay home. My dad says that Niantic should change the name to Pokemon Stay at Home. (laughs) Not part of that. Just wanted to say it. That's funny. I appreciate dad humor quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, My email is a question. Okay, 
All righty. I have recently started a Pokemon Sun Nuzlocke. All right. Moment of silence for our soon to be fallen brother. (laughs) It's a tough. That's a tough go of it, Jackson. That really is. Yeah. He says, I found a shiny Mudbray in it. Kind of sucks. Not the Pokemon, but the shiny coloration. Uh, Have you ever started and completed a Nuzlocke in Pokemon? And were there any big deaths? Peace out, Jackson. Well. Have you ever, Kyle? Have you? I have. Oh. done one nuzlocke in my my time i did not complete it i made it three quarters of the way through pokemon sapphire and sapphire whoa i had i wasn't like emulating or anything i had a sapphire cartridge and it was the one that i would reboot just to play it because i had ruby that was my collecting cartridge right and i got to the sixth or seventh gym right around there and I uh, got wiped and I was not interested in uh, attempting to claw back from the jaws of defeat because it was not that that doesn't sound like fun to me. Yeah, because you'd have to what rely on the Pokemon that are just in your PC, right? Yep. And then you got to go level them. And it's like, oh, no, thank you. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, I started my first Nuzlocke with my Pokemon Shield copy because i played through sword straight and i've never done a nuzlocke before i've entertained the idea in the past and even for our <laughs> red version playthrough uh, which is the beginning of us playing through all of the games chronologically that we're doing um we had kind of tossed around the idea of maybe doing a nuzlocke and ultimately decided that, that wouldn't be fun <laughs> yeah and, and in hindsight was good decision <laughs> it sure was a good decision good golly gosh let me just say marcel you're the man um but <laughs> Shout out to Marcel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just um, I've never I got past I think that the two the first two gyms and that's kind of where I stopped playing that game in almost entirely because uh, other things kind of came along. But I do intend to go back to it. I haven't finished it. So I'm trying to say so, so shields a bad generation to do that in. go start a Nuzlocke in Soul Silver and then see how you feel. You oh, might have no, 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 no. I love those games. What do you mean more fun? Because it's more difficult. Well, but like you might, you'll be more invested because you like the world you're in and there is like a challenge to it. That's true. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I, let me be very honest with you as a grown adult, Kyle, I love generation two so much. If one of the wrong Pokemon dies in my Nuzlocke, I will cry. I will be very upset. And that's what a Nuzlocke is about. No, I don't want my heart broken. No, let's not do it. No, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for the email, Jackson. Really appreciate it. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email, you can, of course, send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And you can, of course, be part of email time. You can also visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the Gocast Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can visit our Patreon page and see if you like what you see there. Go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast podcast. And if you help donate at the lowest level, which is $1 a month and beyond, if you so choose, you gain access to our patron exclusive Discord. Great, great people, great conversation. If you're looking for Pokemon Go stuff and you like Pokemon Go people, you'll like that place. I do. Kyle, what about you? You like it? Oh, yeah. It's great. The conversations are crazy. It's pretty cool. We, we enjoy it. Spend a lot of our time there. Yeah. Stamp for <laughs> approval. Um, but if monetary support isn't your deal and you'd still like to help the show out, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcatcher or even your least favorite podcatcher. Mix it up a little bit. You can go to, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. If it allows for a review, leading one helps us out immensely. 
and we thank you for doing so. And that brings us to the end of the show, which also brings us to invariably, Mr. Barnard, mm-hmm. the goals. It's goal time. What's it going to be for this week, huh? All right. Going to be looking to power up Spirit Tomb. I have no definitive number how far I want to get to because I'm not not playing as much Pokemon Go as I would like to for obvious reasons. And the next time we will record, I will have gone back to work. So we're going to we're going to see how that works out. Okay. Also, I'd like to catch some Pokemon from the Incense event, specifically Litwick, Gothita, Joltik, and Drillbur. But any shiny potentially would be great. But that's okay. the cherry on top. That's not a goal. So, okay. So power up Spiritomb and catch the rare Incense spawns, those four in particular. Yes. Do you have a third goal? How about the weekly field research with the, the new free one that they're going to be giving? I want to try and make sure to be doing those. Okay, new field research. Okay, cool. That sounds good. You said with those three, that's a good set of goals. I got actually, I'm going to add a fourth just because it's a free one and I like to have free points. Uh, Finish (laughs) my a drive to investigate. Oh, because ice types from that one day. So I can actually finish that without worrying about it too much. That's very true. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. You know what? I'm going to steal that one, too. (laughs) <laughs> finish a d t i because i can't be bothered to write that out you're gonna twice. look at that and like you're gonna look at that in like three days you're like what this happens every time i write anything <laughs> down i'm like i'm so smart i'm gonna shorten this because i'll i'll know what i meant later i don't remember anything that i <laughs> wrote in little little notes to myself yeah but my first goal is gonna be max a because it's the next one the only ledian that i have right now is 56 cp uh, so maybe I'll try to Ooh. find another Ladybug or something. I mean, you know, you got some good luck in the fact that Ladybug are going to be spawning during the bug incense. That's very, very maybe true. Weather boosted. Could that sounds great? Okay, <laughs> I'm on board. And then I want to finish a drive to investigate because yes, ice types, and I would like to do that. And then, hmm, I don't know. I'm going to try remote rating if it's out. By the time oh, that we record okay, yeah. next, I'm going to make sure I I really try to uh, get in there so we can talk about it intelligently next week. That's what I'll try to spend my time doing. And then I think I will also do lastly, because I want to have four goals because Kyle does. And that sounds cool. <laughs> I'm going to do 15 more way spots. I'm going to try to I want to get my hands around that a little bit more, get, you know, kind of a, a bigger sample size of my experience with it um, so I can talk more about it. Later on, because I feel like we'll be probably talking about Wayfair more as time goes on. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, yes, please. Hopefully that'd be great. So awesome. That's it for our show then, since goals have been now wrapped up. And we'll see you guys next week for episode 90. 90, Kyle. 90. We're almost at the big 100. Yeah, we're just 10 weeks off from it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week for episode 90. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.